What up? What up? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hi, brother. How are you? I'm great. I'm gonna. All right. So I do this thing on the pod when I open up. I I tell somebody they have a certain person's face, and because you're my sister, I'm not gonna spare anything. Uh, so I'm gonna yeah. say Eartha Kit face. How I'll are take you? it. <laughs> It was hot forever. I'll take it. <laughs> what is up, my Nothing. sister, Makina? Oh, my goodness. How are you, Rohan? It's been entirely too long since I escaped from the East Coast. Yeah, I'm glad you used those words, escape. That's exactly what you did. You didn't uh, did. I got leave. out. It was like, like a two-week transition. It was a two-week transition. I have been hustling for a long time to get an opportunity to move up. It had been like almost nine years. And it was, hey, this opportunity is coming after having been passed over like maybe the month before in my office. And I was like, um, well, when do you need me to be there? Two weeks. I was like, it's October. Like, I'm not going to get to do Christmas and Thanksgiving with my family. And I broke out. I was like, all right. And I did. Yes. I remember receiving said call and uh, wasn't too happy about it. But uh, you, you and a number of people. But I love yeah. you. I did yeah. so we can build so we could be here. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's why you did it. So we could build. It's true. Uh, you, you, you're speaking building and you, you're pretty much going into why I have you up here finishing, not finishing, but you're the second person on my uh, list of African-American businesses. We'll get into that later, but I got an icebreaker that I want to uh, do with you. I feel like I know you, but people may not know you. So I'm just going to ask you nothing that pertains to you. So I don't even know why I said that. Um, <laughs> it's not even pretending to you but if you could bring back any fashion trend what would it be mm. I, I just think that's crazy because everything comes back does it not everything um, comes back everything comes back um you know what so we probably were like <laughs> That had to have been middle school. But my mom had these like dope Lacoste jackets. Okay. And you know, it's like those, um, the members only joints, but it was just so classic. And I remember being in middle school, being able to like thrift in her closet. Like those are, I loved, I'm a jacket girl. It's been tough on the, well, that's not true. On the West Coast, it's still cold in San Francisco. Don't let people fool you in NorCal, it is freezing. Uh, but I'm a jacket girl. I love I love layers. So something like that, something along those lines. Those can stay forever. They'll never go out of style for me. Uh, if you had to <clears throat> have dinner with any living person, who would it be and why? Um. <laughs> That really is tough. There's so many. <laughs> um, 
you know what? Right now, I would love to pick, man, I pick Jay's brain right now. He's in everything. I just want to understand. I mean, I'm in a space where it's just like, I am so open to entrepreneurship and just really understanding the business mind. Um, maybe J and B, let's make it a couple of things. I don't care. I don't yeah, care no, 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 you can't get a twofer. You can't get a twofer. <laughs> but I would love to pick his brain, you know, when he's not on that, like, you know, I just want it to be easy conversation and he just be open. Like, I'm asking everything. What, what do we do next? <laughs> Where do we go from here? So, that, yeah. That's an interesting choice. I'm not going to repeat your uh, choices, but I will answer myself. If I could bring yes. any fashion trend back and it not look ridiculous, uh, velour suits, they were so comfortable. Okay. They were so, so comfortable. That's a good look. That's yeah, good. they were so they just felt like like air. Um yeah, like yeah. I had too many of them in college and it was probably one of my favorite things to wear was the velour sweatsuit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. In that but space. Any, <laughs> any living person that I would uh want to meet with. You took my J answer. So <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm gonna go Jeff Bezos. Nice, very, very nice. I'm gonna go Jeff Bezos because uh, his model of business, uh, where hey, we're gonna give you Prime for free with free shipping, but you're actually paying for it throughout the year. Okay. Um, subscription model is has it's <laughs> ballooned and people are like copying that format but mm -hmm. i like um what his idea for amazon started in the beginning yeah and where it is now um he gets a bad rep because he he made billions during the pandemic but my thing is if you meet a need and that's, that's the business. main that's the main reason why we're here, right? If I find right. a business that meets a need, then right. yeah, I'm not exploiting anybody. I'm not taking advantage of anybody. Like I'm meeting a need. You need stuff shipped. Okay. I can get it to you overnight. You Hello. need stuff like, like it's the greatest thing in America, uh, Amazon, if you believe it or not. Really and for those of you who are like my wife, who are um, keep Jeff Bezos in business, is, are you one of those people too? Where? Sorry, listen. Rough. I didn't want to go outside. Yeah, the, the fiend neck scratch is exactly what y'all need to do. <laughs> That's exactly what y'all need to do. Like, listen, I've taken a break though. I've been very good the last probably like month. That's a that's that's a big deal. I will say that. That's a big deal. And we're in what November? Listen, so I you took a month off just to come back I stronger. Where I am. Okay. Here. Right. Okay. But I don't want to go outside. Like this 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 stuff <laughs> stuff spiking and surging all over the joint. I'm good. Like, appreciate you, Bezos. Take this $14.99, whatever you charge in a month for this hundred dollar a year subscription. Do what you do. I love it. I'm not. 
real estate's tied to that. My man's building warehouses. I'm in like, I'm in the outer area of LA. Listen, on the outskirts. And there's a warehouse here, okay? <laughs> I'm not mad. When I when I went to Silicon Valley, um, it's run by yeah. those techies. Mm-hmm. It's That's run like everything over there is run by the tech business, and I can only imagine what a, the warehouse actually looks like. Let alone like the integrations that might be put into it. But we're not here to talk Jeff Bezos. That would be my person, though. I would okay. want to talk sit chop it up with him but i would like for you to tell the people because i know what you do i would like for you to tell people what the name of your business is and then we're going to just free fall the conversation from there sounds good uh so i am currently part owner of kmx group real estate <laughs> development <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so stupid right. hold on um, go ahead i'm sorry and uh, we are a real estate investment company. Um, we are currently um, targeting strategic markets throughout the U.S. to acquire property. And, uh, you know, we're investing all over the place. Um, our primary uh, strategy is to buy and hold, which basically means you purchase the property and the intention is to rent it out in the most simplest of terms. Um, But we are not just buying, you know, your normal turnkey ready to move in home. Uh, We are acquiring, you know, low price point homes, renovating them. Um, And then the goal, ideally, um, our main target strategy under buy and hold is the BRRRR strategy, which is basically where we buy, we renovate, we rent, we refinance, on that purchase, take our money back out that we've invested into it, and then repeat the process. Um, But in also doing so, um, the goal is, as you know, who I am, um, for us to not only educate ourselves and the people around us, but, um, you know, just position ourselves to show others that it's possible. You know, anybody can own real estate. Everyone should own real estate. And it's really about um, making a turn in in our thinking about money, about generational wealth, um, and, you know, changing our conversation about, you know, what money is. Money is a tool and how we're leveraging that and that overall conversation to, to elevate, you know. I didn't necessarily come from money per se, you know, um, but that won't be my daughter's story. So um, it's never too late to start and changing this conversation, um, almost almost like a reprogramming. And so obviously our, our main thing is we're real estate investors, but the goal is in our investing to, to leverage the things we're learning to bring people along with us. And, um, we're in really the beginning stages of it. We've been in business for just over a year. Um, and we currently have uh, two official properties acquired under the business. 
um, uh, COVID came in and kind of kicked us in the knees. You know, the goal was to at least have 10 doors under the company. Um, but, you know, we're rolling. We are rolling. So, What's the name of the business again? Because I cut you off screaming. Oh, no, no worries. We are KMX Group Real Estate and Development. So, yeah, man, this is a dream. I mean, I was saying this when I was 17 that I wanted to be a developer without really understanding what that meant, um, understanding what that looked like. You've been an entrepreneur. You know, it's not always about what you do, but it's about your mindset. You've been an entrepreneur for as long as I've known you. And, you know, really, it's really about a mindset shift and, you know, deciding for yourself, you know, what your value is. I think, you know, I'm grateful for the experience of having come to California and the promotions and all those positions I've had in that corporate arena. But now it's about, you know, really elevating that and, um, you know, doing it for myself. Am I worth X, X amount of dollars an hour? No, I'm worth X, X, X dollars an hour, Yo, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it was challenging for me, um, initially to break away from that because that's kind of what you know, right? You can see as far as you know. All right. So right there, I want you, you two things. I want you to talk about that transition from corporate job, moving out, uh, mm -hmm. uh, promotion and things like that to then deciding outside of the mindset shift um i'm gonna go this route because mm -hmm. you're describing a dream to some people yeah and i think the piece that's the elephant in the room mm -hmm. is the fear aspect because you're Ooh. leaving security you're leaving uh mm -hmm. something that's um not concrete, but you have a steady income, you have benefits, you have all this other stuff. So speak to that transition from flying out promotion to saying, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, face this fear and go this direction and see what happens. Um, so I'm not like some, like, I didn't have some amazing epiphany and oh, blah, blah. I had a kid. <laughs> Uh, I got pregnant and I think I was already, you know, so we were just saying to your point, um, I, I had set a plan for myself, right? You can see as far as you, you know, and when I got the role, um, I mean, this is, we got out of college at 22, I started really I mean, I interned, started at the bottom, and it took me six years to even get to assistant management level for a number of reasons. Um, so I, I make that transition, I get into it, and you know, you learn the business. You start to really understand more about what it is that you say you want to do. And I said, well, I want to get into this management piece always having it in the back of my head that I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be this developer, but I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like yet. Right. Mm. I didn't know what it could look like for me. And then I get the, then I get the top of the top gig that I really want. 
you know, now I'm a, I'm a construction manager, right? And I said, all right, well, what's next? Senior manager, you know, director, VP, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, at that juncture, I'm actually not doing the work because I, I enjoy it. I enjoy construction. I enjoy seeing something come from, you know, nothing to something. I think, honestly, that had been my story all the way through, like, figuring it out, finding a way, making it happen. Um, all of that to say, I didn't see myself completing this five-year journey into being a construction manager that I really wanted anymore. Um, mm. It just, it was becoming mundane. I'm like, all right, well, what's the next step? Another job. I, then I get pregnant. I get this crazy maternity leave. This is my first vacation in... <laughs> I don't know how long I, you know, we, we come from the era where we're taught you, you go to work, you don't work, you don't eat kind of thing. Right. You got so, sick days and you're going to keep them sick days. You ain't and they, and out, they, like, they get funky. They don't roll over all of these yeah. things. And I'm like, you start to really, and I'm, you know, I'm always in a position, oh, you need me to do your resume, you know, coaching people through getting jobs and this and that. And a third, I, I've mastered this level. And I'm like, I don't want what's next in this particular arena. And I, after this time off, I start to get comfortable and just having my time back. And then I you do really, this. I could be at home. What do you I mean? could be at home. I mean, <laughs> and I think being a, a stay at home parent is already a job in and of itself. You know, it was definitely circumstantial. We, we live on the West Coast. We have no family here, you know, no leverage or support in that physical aspect. So it was just like, okay, for me, and then, you know, being in these environments, you know, I constantly was finding myself complaining about work, this, but this is the thing I love, right? And <clears throat> not only do I love it, but it's, you know, it's something that I wanna do, but this this other thing, oh, it's the corporate job, it's this relationship, this at will relationship, right? At any given time, and I think honestly, right before I left, they'd actually done really big layoffs at my company. And I said, well, if that isn't the wake up call, I need it. But it still didn't quite click, right? Mm. They, I mean, people have been with this company for 20 years. You got your severance. You saved your money. And again, in this process, I'm learning how to manage my money. I'm learning you know, how to invest my money in different ways. Um, you know, changing my conversation from, oh, I need to save my money to, I need to invest my money. I'm mm -hmm. still struggling with that a year and a half later. You know, it's really, again, about a mind shift. And long story short, you know, right before I left, I'll give you a prime example. It was uh, another director on my team. We in this huge team meeting, you know, we're feeling the impacts of people having been laid off, blah, 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 blah scrambling, growing, growing somebody else's brand, right? Mm. But this brand that could let me go at any at-will moment that they so choose. And, you know, it's small, but the woman just was like in rare form. And I'm like, in what other environment would I tolerate an adult disrespecting me in this way? You know, I think for me, respect had always been paramount and I'm not going to come out of character and an environment because it's still my job, still my reputation. 
that I, you know, you can meet me five blocks over. Like, we're not going to keep doing this kind of exchange in front of all of these people. And I'm still only the one of one Black person in the room besides our, our, our bud, Billy. You know what I'm saying? So enough was enough. So I was like, bet I'm going on maternity leave. I got to do this. Get on maternity leave. And I'm like, I can't. I'm starting to build this anxiety, not only because I'm, I'm now in a position to have to leave my child, but, you know, I got to go back into this environment and I now have to come back home and pour into not only my child, but my family. You know, that, that, that mindset started to develop for me too. Like, it's not just me and now my fiance building together, it's, it's my family. So mm-hmm. I literally went back to work for one day, Corey. <laughs> I went back to one, one day, that same woman in this general Monday meeting we had cut up again. I said, you know what? I don't got this. So I'm telling my, my our coworker who had just come back off maternity leave as well. She's like, listen, you got to do the best thing for you. I'm like, you're right. Mind you, and I, again, this is my story, but all the while my wonderful partner, Ken is on the side He'd already made the decision to cut out. He's like, this is it for me. I, I like real estate. And we'd started the company that in the middle of my maternity leave. And he's like, this is what I want to do. And he's always had that entrepreneurial spirit, that, entre- that business mindset, always looking to go next level. And I think we make the perfect marriage in that, you know, he's the visionary and we all have vision, but I, my, I take pride in, in executing. You know, if you got a dream, you want to build balloon animals and make it a multi-million dollar business, I can help you map out that plan. That's my strength. So all that to say, in terms of the transition, the leap, the fear, I did it afraid. That That's the bottom line. And my motivation ultimately was the level of anxiety I had about going back into a space that I knew is temp it it, it 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 it's not could be it is temporary and yeah. two you know i i was changing i was becoming different i was becoming a different woman it was it was time for me to really be honest about could this life i was leading prior to this moment be sustainable for where i know that i'm going and where i desire to be and it wasn't and it was challenging for me because again <laughs> like well, what the heck do i do but you do it afraid, you're figuring it out and you recognizing that, you know, you have everything that you already need inside of you. And it bottom line, it was literally for me, you know, the planner, the, the executor, the, the, the strategist was to do it afraid. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still doing it afraid some days, but there's a lot <clears throat> of days I'm mastering this thing. So I hope that no, you you that more than answered the question because uh, what I'm taking from it is do it afraid, and a lot of people of our uh, complexion don't mm. have that do it afraid. They'll let the fear cripple them from even trying. And she's gonna hate me calling her out for this, but my wife Tiff mm. Mm. has a gold mine of ideas, and mm. she in the past would let fear she'll be like oh I want to do it but I don't know how people are going to respond to it so I just won't do it and where 
she the good part about marrying me is that I I am not that person. If you right. tell me you got an you got an idea, you got a dream, and you're scared, I'm gonna put push you and push you and push you and push you. And then when you're at the edge, I'm gonna be like, all right, you by yourself, and then I'm just gonna push you off the edge because I want you to <laughs> I want you to I want you to fly. I want you to yeah. learn like flap your wings and fly. Um but that doing it afraid is such an important piece because some people just won't get to that point. Right. They'll be like, oh, well, nah, I don't want to because people don't like it. Then that means I failed. No, you, if you, they don't like it. They don't like it. Somebody else might like the same thing. Right. It's the truth. And the doing it afraid, I wanted to say you guys were flipping houses but you said you're you're planning on holding on to them so i will leave my flip or flop jokes until <laughs> next time but for the first let's say the first property uh doing it afraid mm-hmm. not necessarily walk me through the steps but like okay so this first property how did you well that honestly again Ken, the visionary, it was strategy. And us really being strategic about the things we'd acquired in this getting to this point, right? We learn how to, we're learning how to use money as a tool. We're, you know, we're leveraging our credit. We're leveraging the knowledge that we've gained and came up with the idea of, well, you know, for the five years prior to us having come to California, we knew we wanted to purchase homes or a home. You know, we didn't want to rent anymore. Uh, we We began to understand the value of real estate and how anybody, you know, it's one thing to say you want to be wealthy, but, you know, I think the quote is 90% of billionaires on this earth acquired wealth through real estate. So, you know, we knew that that was a tool to get us to whatever these next levels, whatever our dreams look like to get us to being on the coast, living in, you know, Malibu, right? Um, Hold on. So th- th- this wasn't the plan when you moved out there. This was something that you guys this started was not doing the plan. once you were out there. Absolutely. We knew for sure that we wanted to purchase homes. We knew that uh, we, you know, we'd seen family members purchasing homes. We knew that there was value in the multifamily or the multi-unit kind of business, but it wasn't an idea of like, okay, we're going to, this is something we're going to do. We're going to start a company and we're going to go. It was really just about elevating ourselves and our experience and, you know, and our family ultimately being the motivation, like, okay, we're going to be the leaders in this. We're going to take these steps. And not to say, family, you know, again, our families have own properties and all of those things, but we're going to lead in this in this way by saying, okay, we, we went from an apartment in Jersey City to an apartment in probably one of the most expensive cities in the country. And, you know, and it, it literally, it honestly is about a mindset shift. Like, you know, our, our rent was a, a third of what we were paying in San Francisco. And when we were living in New York and New Jersey, we probably wouldn't have even thought about that. But living in San Francisco, that was a standard. So it's just funny how your circumstances and it, you know, you say you want something, you position yourself to be here and then God just opens up other things. Like you had to be 
prepared to do more and to do better and to 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 manage your finances appropriately so you can live and succeed in this new environment that you you know you work so hard to get into and all that to say um as single individuals we knew that we each had individually great credit excellent w2 income or work history and we could purchase homes so instead of us pooling our monies and buying this one asset we decided to you know, we got engaged in the middle or right before this process. But before we got married, we knew we could leverage opportunities and programs that were out there for us individually. So now, now we don't have just a three, four hundred thousand dollar home. Now we have two, three, four hundred thousand dollar homes and leveraging this, these, these programs that we have available to us. We were both able to get a mortgage under each of our names, but both be on the deed. So now I own a home that's not mortgaged to me and he owns a home that's not mortgaged to him. So we each individually have a mortgage. We live in the house. And, but we're both on the deeds of the property. So I, you know, again, knowledge is power. Like I didn't know that you couldn't be on a mortgage but be on a deed, you can. So he leveraged his credit, his history, bought the house. I leveraged my more, my credit, my finances, my history. And granted, we our finances have been pulled for a long time, but we leveraged what we had to then go and purchase homes. So we live in one property, which we ideally would have preferred to have been in a multifamily situation, but you know, circumstances didn't necessarily allow for that. And we live in one home and we rent it out the other. We basically purchased a turnkey single family home. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, because I got a ton of questions. And for mm -hmm. those that are listening, I hope you have a pen and paper out because this is great information um, and insight that I think is not really allotted to us. Mm -hmm. um, Walk me through, if you can, mm -hmm. two individuals, mm -hmm. two different mortgages, mm -hmm. names on both names appear on both home deeds. Yes. One is your personal property. The other is your rental property. Yes. Talk to me about what that, if you can break that down and explain that to um, your nieces, nephews. Mm -hmm. Um, how would you, how does that look in terms of the benefits of utilizing individual uh, credit and assets, but come, I think that's so brilliant, using individual assets and credit, but getting as one, two separate places. Mm -hmm. Explain that, ex break that down uh, for the people in the back that may not know a thing about <laughs> buying a house um, for renovation or anything like that. Okay. Um, so both of the properties were turnkey. So we didn't um, buy these like low point price point homes. We bought, you know, your standard single family home. And um, instead of going through the process together in terms of, so, you know, we got financing to purchase each home, each home. 
So instead of going through financing together, not knowing that we had X amount of money set aside to do both properties. So let me say this first, you know, yes, everybody can do it, but you should be prepared. I'm not saying, you know, you got to get your credit right. You know, mm. you should have money. I'm trying not to say save, you should have money invested. So whether it's in, you know, some kind of high yield interest bearing account, or you're investing your money in stock options and bonds and all of those things, your 401k, whatever you, you choose to leverage. Um, 401k is good. That's what um, we leveraged um, to a degree on top of savings we had or investments we had um, to be able to pull cash out to make these purchases. Um, and again, 401k, always a great, just to, just to say, if you are working at a company and they match the funds that you're getting, you know, we were able to exponentially increase the amount of investment we had available to us by, you know, my, my company, for example, would match 6% of whatever I put into this account every, every month. I maxed out on that. I'm not going to put in three because they're only going to put in three. I maxed out on that. And I was able to literally, like, we both were triple what we put into these accounts in like a three or four year span. So fine. That's, again, understanding what money and money is and what money does. Um, you know, why continue to let your money sit somewhere in the bank? All the bank does is, is give you a 1% yield on your money at the end of a year. You, you put in $1,000, you're going to make 10 back from them. And what they're doing is taking your money and lending it out to other people, right? So what we decided to do was to bet on ourselves. We leveraged the savings and investments we had to pull out. So yes, Makina now goes... We go, we search for properties together. This is the one that we want to live in. Boom. Makina mortgages that property, finances that property under her name, her credit, leveraging her work experience, but obviously both of our finances. Fine. So on paper, it looks like Makina is solely doing it, but Correct. in the background. We're doing it together. Okay. Right. So that deal closes. We go down to city hall, you can do something called a quick claim deed. And all that ultimately does is it's just an exchange of, it's just a piece of paper that now documents a change in the deed to the home. Now, while this is still mortgage under my name and I still have a lien on it from the bank that I got the mortgage from, now both Ken and I are on this deed. So once this so you're mortgage, both not carrying two mortgages. Correct. One... <laughs> oh my God, it's so genius. So as soon as we close on our our primary residence, um, we then went on to look for our investment property. So, which would then have been leveraged under Cam. Let's say Cam's next, right? Um. So to be honest, we, we did not want another single family home um, because we knew the opportunity there was in a multifamily unit. Um, we, we were dabbling in like really hot markets like Austin, you know, it's becoming a really big market. It's got a really big like 
Airbnb scene. And, you know, there's a lot of different aspects of real estate and things that we wanted to tap into in terms of this like renting kind of scenario. Um, so we, we looked there first, opportunities didn't turn up. We came back home, um, New Jersey, where Ken is, primary, is from, a um, lot of multifamily opportunities there. We actually had a phenomenal like four family opportunity that fell into our lap, um, but the timing just wasn't right. So we ended up coming back to California and we had an amazing realtor. Again, building a network is so key. We leveraged like a family realtor and she just was, you know, we, we want to, we want to support black, buy black, all of those things. And, you know, wonderful, um, uh, broker, uh, down here in the SoCal area out of Escondido, Kay Bates, shout out to her. Mm -hmm. Um, and she helped us find, you know, another single family unit out here. Uh, we closed on that. What was that August? Three months later. And the day that we closed on that property was the day we gave notice to our members. We're done. God bless y'all. So yeah, got your house first. Got our house first. The second property, the day you closed on it, you that's when it clicked, oh no, this is something that we can do. No, it clicked before that. So we we knew that we wanted to do this July. July, mm. we formed our LLC officially. Zari was born in May. We've been having this conversation, knew, knowing, okay, our family's grown. We need to, again, get out of this renting scenario. If we're going to spend X amount of dollars in rent, I mean, the Bay Area was ridiculous. You, you were spending no less than $2,300 on a, on a one-bedroom apartment. And we happen to be very lucky because of due diligence to get a 900 square foot apartment. On average, people living like right in San Francisco, 400 square foot apartments, bunk beds, all the tech, like, you know, we ain't kids no more. So we weren't looking to like, obviously continue to be living with roommates. Uh, we were our roommates, but <laughs> <laughs> like for a couple hundred dollars more a month, we could be leveraging three times more the square footage of which we did end up doing. Our, our main home is over 2,000 square feet and we are paying like two or $300 more a month in a mortgage. So, um, and even in that, you know, it's like in hindsight, you know, we still probably would have preferred to have been in a multifamily situation, you know, here as well, because this is still a bill. The goal is to, to make money in your sleep. Like we're not trying yeah. to work forever, you know? Yeah. So the, the goal is to ultimately scale out of your business. So that was May. We started looking in June. Sorry, it was a month. We had a month old, two month and a half old baby. We started looking for our next home because we knew we needed more space. But we also were very clear and had a very clear objective that this is what he wanted to do full time and that we were going to do it together. Obviously leveraging my background and experience in construction and you know his experience in marketing sales with negotiating and you know had a huge long track record of you know sales experience so he can negotiate deals like it's nothing and i had the the foresight to be able to 
do the renovation piece. We loved HGTV. We knew what stuff we could do. You know, so we we did have an advantage in that regard. But honestly, it's so easy. It's so it's so it's and it's easy to say that. Let me. That's unfair. But it's it's not difficult to do. And it's really right. just about having a knowledge. Take take me through uh, the Chip and Joanna games. The you name the different couples that do this. But take me through the the ABC, so to speak. If somebody wanted to do this, listening to this, they say, "Oh well, she's making it sound so easy." Well, how mm-hmm. do you even start? Like, take me through what those that step process is. All right, again. Your credit is so important. It's really the name of the game is leverage, right? Really understanding the tools that you have before you, be it money, be it your credit, be it your work history, be it, you know, whatever experience, your network. It's all about being able to leverage those things. And all those folks on HGTV have been doing this stuff for years. So when you see them and we're just beginning, that's garbage. They've been doing it (laughs) probably 10 years or better. You know, we're a year and a half in. And again, we did come in with some levels of advantages because we had kind of been working in these industries all the while over the last 10, 13, 10, 13 years. But, you know, you're going to make mistakes. There's things that you need to learn. So, you know, we got education. We, we started to seek out other real estate professionals, people who were doing this that looked like us. Um, I'm not going to make any specific shout outs because, you know, we once you're in it for a while, you start to see certain things for what they really are, but, you know, value the information and the, the learning that we got. So we, we made a point to get an education from probably before May on, you know, to really understanding what it was, what real estate was. Again, knowing that real estate creates the, the most billionaires in the world. Like that, that's the primary base of anybody who's wealthy that you know they have real estate and that's a, a large portion of what their portfolio, what their streams of income look like. So mm-hmm. we decided to educate ourselves on the process and you know what it looked like, not just buying, being a consumer and buying this single family home that, you know, is still a bill, you know? So, okay, now we got this single family home. We um, would have preferred to have purchased this low point price home, do our renovation, um, and then be able to rent it out to, to other folks for cash flow. Um, but that wasn't our scenario. We got this unit. It's been, we've been blessed in that regard where we've had tenants the entire time through. I think we might've maybe had to cover expenses once, you know, so we've been blessed in that regard. Um, unfortunately, COVID hit, but, you know, we had plenty of deals lined up at the top of February um, for us to have been rolling on. So there's opportunities out there. And in terms of, um, you know, it's just really about preparing ourselves. You know, um, we knew that there was value in getting our contractor's license. We're also licensed contractors in the state of New Jersey. So, you know, I know that from my experience, I can do construction. I have built buildings without ever swinging a hammer. So, you know, we knew that New Jersey was a home, is always going to be a home base. New Jersey, your tri-state is always going to be a home base for us. So we, in addition to starting the company, became licensed contractors. Um, We got general liability insurance and, you know, all of these things to, to establish ourselves for when we were ready to renovate homes in New Jersey. 
So now I don't have to leverage a general contractor and pay, you know, a fee. I can do it myself and hire out different trades to do the work on my behalf under my company. So not only am I being paid to do the work, I am, or if it's my, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, you know, if it happens to be my property, I'm also, it's a savings to me. So it's, it's really about leveraging the things that are before you. And, you know, we knew that if we were going to do this, we wanted to make sure we were doing it right. So we, we were very strategic in making sure that we set our company up right. We, we, uh, we had licensing in place. We, you know, we just had the foresight to do that on top of gaining this education, seeing other folks start. I mean, a lot of the people that we have been encouraged by when we were kind of getting into it, they'd only been in the game two years and we're already millionaires because, and you don't, and you need money. That's the other thing. I think that's a big myth about real estate. Oh, you don't need money to get into the game. You need something. You need something. So again, that's where it comes back for me to the conversation. If you 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 put five, 10, 15 years into a company, what are you getting in return? It's a mutually beneficial exchange. So I'm not saying go rush and quit your job and get into real estate. Uh, leverage what you have. You've been equipped, you've built these relationships, this rapport save that money or build that build that money with your company and you know the that you that you leverage and you know have your understand what your expenses are make sure that's taken care of before you decide to take a leap per se but you can go and buy multi-family properties and still have a job there are people you can pay percentages of what you're making in cash flow on those properties to manage these things and you can still do your nine to five. If you're a doctor saving the world, I'm not saying quit your job, but you can also own those. All right. So you keep mentioning multifamily. I want you yes. to talk to me about multifamily, but I also want like, so two things, multifamily is the one. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you said uh, you needed money. Now, when most people think about buying a house, I know me and my ignorance before I started looking Mm-hmm. My uh, thought process was, oh, I'll never be able to buy a house because I don't mm-hmm. have a hundred thousand dollars on hand that I can just grab and be like, mm-hmm. here's my my money down. Mm-hmm. After going through and looking and uh, being in the process, I'm more knowledgeable mm-hmm. about now. But right. talk to me about because um, you can't put a dollar amount because uh, I don't want people to take the general information and think, oh, what right, is it? Right. Only need. All right, right. So talk to me about that part the 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 money aspect um mm-hmm. down payments all that other great jazz because some people listen to this that we're, we're talking over people's heads because they may okay. not be through this process yeah they may not know um what all is entailed so talk to me about that i'm no mortgage loan expert per se but um when you go to acquire property there's a number of ways to finance it you can obviously purchase it all in cash or you can leverage the banks and and lending programs that are available to you to purchase a property. Um, What's amazing about our lending system here in the US is that there are programs, well, that there are different types of mortgage programs. So um, the FHA program, uh, which is, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Like you said, over people's head, but I know what it is. 
is the Federal Housing Administration's uh, mortgage program, but it's basically funded by the federal government. Um, and with the FHA loan program, you, you're only required to put three and a half percent down on the purchase of your home. So, so for just for conversation's sake, let's say you want to purchase a $100,000 home, three and a half percent on $100,000 is what? 3,500 bucks. That's all that you would need in that particular scenario to put down on a home. Not a lot of money. We spent $3,500 on vacations, Birkin bags. If you balling out and you, you got a bonus, God bless you, you want to go buy a car. It's really, again, coming back to that conversation of your mindset and leveraging the knowledge that you have. Am I going to buy this depreciating asset? You roll that Benz off the lot. It does not cost what you paid. As soon as you not hit that gate, go through that curve, it's starting to devalue. So why not put your money into something that's going to uh, appreciate? So with the FHA loan program, there are conventional loan programs out there where you don't have to, I think for me to your point, I always thought you had to put 20% down on the house. I knew at a time I just didn't have 20 grand sent somewhere when I knew, I knew I got bills to pay and this and that and the third to do. So knowing that I could leverage such a small down payment amount, why not go into this program? So FHA is a phenomenal program. It not only benefits you um, with regard to the amount of money you can put down, but they take um Lenders will grant you these loans with as little as a 580 credit score. So it's not just about having money. You also have to have your credit in, in a good position. And it's not only about a number. It's about your credit profile. So what's your history look like? Do you have 35% of your credit rating is based on your payment history? So, you know, it doesn't take a long time to turn your credit around. Credit can always be repaired and restored. It's just a matter of you putting in the time and the effort, making sure you're paying your bills on time. And then, you know, that ties back to personal values, having integrity, pay what you owe. You want, you wanted to buy that car, pay your car note. Because if you don't, the repo man is coming to get that. Drink. Oh, he's so, coming. Oh, he's coming. Real quick. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the FHA loan program, and then it's not just only understanding that piece about the down payment. Um, I think, to be clear, um, you also have to be mindful of closing costs. So there's so many programs out there that, you know, so yes, on a $100,000 house, you could pay anywhere up to 5% in closing costs. And that, those are just literally fees associated with fund, funding or financing the loan through that particular lender. So that could be your appraisal costs, that could be the origination fee or the charge that a lender will build to you for the cost of the home uh, or rather the cost of the loan. Um, so let's say worst case scenario, you're spending 8% or 8.5%, which is that, you know, the 35 plus 5% in closing costs on a $100,000 purchase, you're only coming out of pocket $8,500. People do that, put that up in savings, in, in holiday savings accounts to go buy their kids Christmas gifts every year. Like, it's achievable. And the fact that I didn't know that at 22 
sitting in the first time home buyers class and just really not listening because I didn't really understand money. You know, I blew some of those opportunities. There are programs in your local states and cities who will not only lend you the down payment cost for sitting in somebody's class to learn about, to educate yourself, They'll give you down payment costs. There are programs that are out there that will grant, not give you, I mean, grant you. This is money you don't have to pay back that will grant you closing costs. So there's potential for you to not pay much of anything on this $100,000 home with this potential $8,500 cost up front. So, you know, we perish for lack of knowledge. It, we perish for lack of knowledge. You know, to your point, I, 20%, I don't have 20 grand sitting around. I can't buy a house, but I'm going to keep paying my rent at $1,500 a month in a tri-state area when on average for every, and I, again, I don't want to give numbers like you said, but mm -hmm. honestly, NerdWallet is a fabulous resource. I actually leveraged that, or we leveraged that a lot when we were looking for homes. They have calculators that can show you the breakdown of numbers. Like what's the down payment amount going to be mm -hmm. if you purchase a house at this amount? What's your monthly, your, your pretty, uh, your, your principal interest taxes. And oh my goodness, I'm forgetting what that the last I stands for. But these are the monthly, your monthly mortgage, right? What is that cost going to be on a hundred thousand dollar house? Uh, <laughs> you're probably spending about $500 a month depending again, this is off bearing or borrowing your credit history and what amount of money you have saved, but you could, you could get with a lender and ultimately have them work up a term sheet for you that shows that you're only paying $500 a month. Now, not only are you paying a third, two thirds less of what you're paying in rent a month, you are now also building equity on that home. So if the area is appreciating in terms of, let's say, businesses are coming. Jeff Bezos decides to put a warehouse here, and now there's more jobs. And people are now, like myself, building or renovating homes in the area. And now your home value goes up from 100000 to 125000 in a year. And you put $85,000 in it to start. And whatever you're putting down on your mortgage or towards your principal a year, you could be up $30,000, $35,000 in a year in equity on your home, meaning cash. This is, this is my house is now valued at $125,000, but I bought it at $100,000. I, I, and then I've also been putting money on that over the course of the year. So now I not only gained that $25,000 in appreciation, but I, I put maybe 10 grand towards it over the course of the year. And I own, now own $35,000 full outright without the help of a lender in, on my own. That's my money. Uh, so not only do I live here, not only does it, I mean, you got to live somewhere, right? Not only does it provide a roof over my head, but it's also paying me while I sleep. That's, that's, that's a perfect segue to the multifamily that right. you, were, you keep referencing. So right. for people that listen to this and saying, well, why don't you keep saying multifamily? Why would you want a multifamily, not a single family? If it's her and her family, why would she want um, other people living with her? And you say to that. 
I mean, if you're willing to live in an apartment complex and live with a whole bunch of other people for no benefits to you besides putting a roof over your family's head, which is the main goal, why wouldn't you do it and be a little uncomfortable, even if for a year? So I will say this, with the FHA program, what's phenomenal about that, um, well, not phenomenal, but what's, what's one point about that is that it, it requires you to be an owner occupant. So you have to not only live in the property for a year to reap the benefits of this program, that's being able to get into the program with a 580 credit score. That means being able to put down three and a half percent on this loan and potentially getting a low interest rate on the on this loan because of the program. You are now, um, forgive me, you are now in position to gain additional income from these other units if you're in a multifamily situation. So if you're willing to live in an apartment complex, why not live in a two-family or hopefully a three-family or even a four-family where one of your tenants is now covering, again, let's say you bought this house for $100,000, right? You have a three-unit home you live in a tri-state area and rent a $1,500 a month, every unit is now bringing you in outside of the one that you live in, 1,500 bucks. You're now making $3,000 on, on that property a month. Your mortgage is $100,000. Your mortgage is, for, for the sake of numbers, 500 bucks. You just made $2,500 and you living in your house for nothing, all the income you're bringing in from your job can now go into other investments you want to make. I, I just, if for me, it was just like, when it was put to me that way, it was like a no brainer. You know, again, our circumstances didn't dictate where, you know, we in California, the multifamily scenario isn't what it is in some other areas of the country, but why wouldn't you want to be in a position to live rent free? They call it yeah. house hacking in the in in this investment world. Why wouldn't you want to be in a position to live rent free and potentially cash flow on something you live in? And the people that live there don't even have to know that you own it. You can hire a property management company for ten percent of the rents. So let's say again, your rent roll is three thousand dollars from the two other units in your three family house, right? Ten percent of that is three hundred dollars a month. So you're paying your $500 mortgage, your $300 to your property manager. You're walking away with, and let's say for, for giggles, you have maintenance of $200. What's that? $1,000 of your $3,000 in earned income, you now cash flow on $2,000 a month. You live rent-free, your tenants pay on time, and you don't even have to talk to them. They think you're a tenant <laughs> because you have a property manager who manages everything on your behalf. And then again, with the FHA program, you're only required to live in the unit and it be your primary residence for a year. Then you can move out and go get that single family home wherever the heck you want to. And now you got another $1,500 in the unit you just moved out of that's now financing the mortgage on your single family home yo stop yo stop 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 cut it out cut it out stop it 
And then, how about this? You might not even have to live in that unit for a year. Let's say, you know what? I really love my job. I don't know. I build cars for Tesla. They decided, you know, I let my boy, this house in New York. They decided to build a facility in Maryland. I want to, I want to work in that office. You want to relocate. Let FHA know, hey, I'm relocating for work. And I'm yeah, relocated right. for work right. to Maryland. Right. It's only six months into this loan or requirement of being there for a year. But they allow this exception for you to now relocate. It's not because you were forced to. You chose to. This is a choice you can make. This is a possibility. And you can go leverage the FHA program again for your single family home. Put that three and a half percent down. Worst case, putting out of pocket eight and a half percent. But that's okay because now you done moved out your apartment. That you, you got get. this extra 45. What is it? 40, uh, it'll be 45. less than 40. 4,500 you, you make yeah. in a month, less your expenses. Let's say you're coming out, I don't know, it will only be another 10% on the rent. So let's say you're now walking away. <laughs> now you're walking away with like $3,000 a month, but your mortgage in Maryland or wherever you're going to go is $2,000 a month. Not only is your mortgage in that other home being paid, you still cash flowing like a thousand dollars. Who's complaining about that? Not me. I don't understand why people don't want to get into real estate. So that's one. Scenario. I hate you. I just want you to know that I hate you. I just Listen, want you to know. But I know these things now. I... And when you call me, I'm like, oh, you ready? Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here to share with the people. I'm cool with that too. So. All of that being said, you can. You know, you know, hold on, before you, before you, before you, I, I know a lot of people, and I'm going to bring it right down Main Street so people can get what we're talking about here. Y'all hear DJ Envy on the radio talking about yes. flipping houses and on go Instagram talking about. Please. Huh? Please go get that information from that man for free. Hello? And like you listen, you listen to him, and you he make it seem like, yeah, we just flipped another house, we just did this, we flipped this, that, and the third. We're giving you gems that you not you're not going to find because our people don't like looking for information. So we'll just take somebody's Bible. word. Yeah. And for for those listening and hear me say. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. She knows as my sister. That's just my way of saying. <laughs> I didn't even hear I really you say it. It's like, what? It's me saying I love you. That's just how yes. I speak to her. Um, no, but all this information is great. Uh, mm -hmm. I told you, it wasn't going to be nothing too crazy where I was going to need you to pull up books. and. But I, I appreciate the simplicity of what you're breaking down for us. Um, we talked about FHA credit, that financial piece before mm -hmm. you even get the spot. We talked about doing, uh, signing yourself up as a contractor and having, which is going to go underrated in this conversation, being licensed as a contractor and then hiring specialized, uh, 
individuals to come in and do the like some people may have missed you say that but there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff where um that fear piece of oh i don't have the hundred thousand dollars i don't know a contractor that can do the work for me all that information we literally just gave you in this hour have a long podcast where it's manageable you break down the big goal and that, that's all i always say that take the big goal and break mm -hmm. it down oh yeah. my my bill's $3,000. Okay. What can you put on it each each paycheck to break it down so that way at the end of however many weeks that $3,000 is gone. Stop looking at the big picture and yeah. break it down into manageable steps. Oh, I want to buy a house. Okay. We just told you how you can buy a house, how you can renovate the house and how you can make income from that house. And one conversation, that's a seminar's worth of stuff that you would pay thousands Lots, for. Thousands. And don't do that, people. I just want us to, you know, I'm not trying to kill no one's business, not even my own, because you can certainly go to kmxgroupdev.com and reach out and put some time on my Calendly. And we can talk about it, you know. We can have a consultation. But um, not trying to cut you at the knees, but there's information available to you. Don't go pay yeah. somebody $15,000 when you can take that money and invest it in yourself. Bet on you. If for nothing else out of this conversation, do it afraid and bet on you. You're already at, in, in primarily in the at-will you know, situation at work. Make, this situ make those opportunities benefit mutually beneficial for yourself and the other party. And that's where I think it kind of clicked for me in the business mindset. It's all about this exchange. You got something that I want and I got something that you probably need. What, what can we work out here? You know, make sure you're maximizing whatever opportunity you have. If it's your nine to five, maximize that. Cool. Get what you got to get. Give what you're supposed to give. And then when you leave from 5 to 9, 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., what other business are you working on? How are you investing in yourself? Are you going home and turning on the television and watching a movie, watching sports all the time? Nothing against that. Make time. That's important. It's, it's critical in this time period for Listen. our people. However, what else are you doing? Have you picked up a book? What did you, I always, I, I would always, ask, what, did, what did I learn today? You learn something new every day. You know, what, and what did you, God woke us up. My prayer has always been, uh, thank you God for another opportunity, for giving me another opportunity to get it right. That's my prayer when I hit the floor. So what am I going to do with that? Am I going to yeah. learn something today? Am I going to add, there's so much information out there for you. There are people who are literally dying to give it away because it hurts to constantly see our folks just throwing their money away when for 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 temporary satisfaction it i mean and i think it also comes with obviously a level of maturity but it also comes with living my dad said that to me when we were like 25 he said just just live a little bit so you know what are you going to do today to establish yourself and your legacy. Like, you know, I want my, Zari is good. 
not only are Kananiah now on these deeds, Zarya is on both of these deeds. And all she does is get up and yawn and wait <laughs> to be fed, wiped, and clothed. You know? But as she grows, you know, we're going to teach her how to leverage the things around her, these tools for the future, these appreciating assets for the future. God forbid something happens to me today or tomorrow. Zarya's gonna be okay. She's got assets. And it's and it's it really starts here. You can't say you want something, that big picture, without again to yourself taking the small steps in front of you to get to you got a spending problem. Cool. Make it a, a saving solution or an investing solution. Again, that's me needing to change that that. It, it has literally been about an a, a unlearning to a degree and a relearning. How are you going to pull back into yourself? You know, I can have a conversation with my parents now. There's certain spaces and things that I know more about now than maybe they did. And, you know, I can pour back into them. We're having different conversations. You know, it's it, never be afraid to learn from somebody else. This B.O., you can learn something from somebody. I hope Zaria turned this real estate money into Jeff Bezos' 10-point. Listen. What we doing? I, I, tell, I tell Tiffany all the time, if I have to see uh, another Ryan YouTube uh, or JoJo Nickelodeon oh, yeah. fam, I got you kids. I can record them and do, like, because that that's what angers me so much is that it's it's right there for us to make money. Let me let me tell you this. Tiff, Corey, get Ari and uh baby girl, get Callie to model some of that thing, some of uh those those products. You can pay your children up to twelve thousand dollars a year. And write it off on your taxes. That's tax-free money, or money you don't have to be taxed against in your business every right, day fam, about fam, paying fam, your kids. Fam, fam, I, fam, we have fam. we have more to discuss. But come visit us at kmxgroupdev.com. Okay, say it again. Don't 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 bubble it. Kmxgroupdev.com. Check out our site. You know, got some things coming. If you are looking to sell a home, you know someone who has a home that is just sitting there, grandma passed it down, you got some land in South Carolina and it's just sitting there and you tired of paying the taxes, reach out, submit us an inquiry. We'd love to have a conversation with you. We can work something out. Oh my out. God, I'm tired of you. I need you. I ask everybody when they're here before they leave to give me a show that they're watching or movie that they're watching for mm -hmm. our uh, listeners. And you are no, uh, not getting out of that. I was going to try to think of something, but yeah, you're not getting out of that. So what are you watching? Uh I am, it's funny, right? After all this pandemic stuff, I'm like over TV. I literally don't turn it on crazy. Um, this Is Us is coming back. So super excited for that. I got caught into that one Thanksgiving with my mom and aunt and I've been hooked ever since. But that, uh, what is it? Lovecraft Country. 
that joint is crazy. I, I hate to I hate to say it, but I love it. It's it's a lot of stuff in there. It's yeah. information. Come on, man. Is it edifying you guys? Come on. Oh, stop it. Spend so this is us, Lovecraft Country. Uh, I went on a little uh, old school movie kick the other day mm. um, because I realized I have poisoned myself with too much TV and Tiffany hasn't done the same. So <laughs> she, uh, we, were, we were browsing through Netflix. Um, yes. And there's shout a bunch of stuff. Yeah, shout out to Netflix. So that's turning into the uh, the new UPN. Shout out to Okay. Netflix. <laughs> like, um, oh, I remember when and where and what. Those birthday nights, we were watching these things at that time. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> that's another conversation. Uh, but one of the old movie kicks we were on was Basic Instinct. She Ooh, never saw okay. it. She watched yeah. it partially and uh yeah she was into it so if you haven't seen it and people like basic instinct come on if you haven't seen it basic instinct um i love 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 you so much for coming up here giving us your time uh next time we're gonna have uh hover you up and we're gonna have a yes he's the one combo. He's a guy. He'll inspire you to like be president. He's the one. Yeah, we're gonna have him up so you guys can have that conversation. Your hubby, not not mine. I, I said no, that. not yours. People, no, yeah, sorry. Not mine. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have him up here have a joint conversation. Um, I appreciate all the information that you've given. I appreciate the time you took to sit here and chat. With uh, your old bald gray hair beard, you see, gray beard. It's beautiful. Look at that, though. We out here. We look. We getting better. No, any better. It's uh. It's, Listen. It's something. it's something. That's that wisdom. Uh, yeah, that that's what people say. I, it's, uh, <laughs> I would attribute it to more stress than wisdom, but um. It's the kids. They're wearing us out. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Yeah, I just love my kids so much. I just love <laughs> them so much. Oh, they're amazing. They're so great. The kids are so awesome. They're on time but, uh, when they're on time. Don't worry. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I love you to death. Thank you again. Um, I'm going to please, uh, how can people find you on Instagram uh, yes. websites? Please, so I can post this in the... Uh, Yes. The comments. So please follow us on Instagram um, at KMX underscore group. Um, we got a lot of good information on there. We're actually doing a little bit of a revamp on most of our social media. We do have Facebook coming. Um, I know a lot of people use that platform as well. Um, but we are currently under renovation on our uh, second official acquisition under the company in Detroit. Uh, another really, really good market, despite some of what the perceptions are. Um, but we are showing some of the progress on the unit there. Um, a lot of really good stuff happening. And we are like right in the thick of it. So um, check us out there. And then you can also reach out to us at KMX Group Dev 
um, kind of more of a landing page at this point, but, you know, just talks about who we are, uh, what we're doing um, as real estate investors. Um, but we love talking to folks and, you know, sharing this information. So please, um, if you're interested in learning some more things or you are interested in selling a home or know someone who's selling a home, know somebody that has a house that's looking or something, or you got land and you got questions, holla at us. Uh, we would love to have a conversation with you. Um, and even if uh, the opportunity doesn't come for us to work together, again, we've got a nice network. So, you know, leverage us. Um, Cause unity is how we grow, man. So we're gonna yeah, uh, be building together. We got some merch coming too. So um, hoping to get the word out in that way um, as well about who we are, what we're looking to do. And man, I'm excited for this year. I think uh, 2020 is still ours folks. So, you know, it's still opportunity for you to leverage uh, that what you got to to get you some real estate or come together and get some real estate you know families coming together it's it's, it's there are a lot of options and possibilities so I'm hoping that you uh, take nothing less from this conversation than to do it afraid and to bet on you that's a nice place to end it I ain't got nothing else for you I tell you get your excuses ready uh <laughs> And if you need an excuse, uh, bring back the plagues, Ebola, um, <laughs> salmon. Please you know, don't. We're good. Bring them back. If you need, need an excuse, uh, lice, all that good stuff you can always use. Election day is coming up, so you can use that too. You need the time to vote. You don't know how the lines are going to be. Just get your excuses ready. Uh, that's all I got. Do it afraid. House hacking. Uh, love you much. Love you. Hi.